This is All Things Therapy, where we are changing consciousness, one conversation at a time. And I'm Lisa Tahir, your host. Hello there. Thank you for tuning in today. I am Lisa Tahir, your host, and I am acclimating back into life in New Orleans, Louisiana. I've spent time in Los Angeles and making this transition into the South and into the heat has been quite a re-entry. And if you're watching on video, I have a different background because my air conditioner is being repaired tonight. I'm in a different part of my home where there's a window unit and climate control. I did not want to miss today's guest and neither will you because she offers so much to help with our emotional health, with our well-being. And I'm just delighted to have my colleague, Petra Brunbauer on the show today. She's coming to us from France. She is the creator of what's called thejourney.com, and it's spelled J-O-R-N-I, V-J-O-R-N-I.com. And this is a platform for mental, physical, and emotional well-being, providing you with programs and techniques to help you create whole body healing that's holistic to last throughout your lifetime. Petra is a well-being coach. She hosts the Journey podcast. Again, J-O-R-N-I. I was a guest. Petra, I'm going to bring you into the stream. Hello and welcome. Hello, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me on today. I am so happy to have you as my guest since I have been your guest. Thank you so much. for your time. And when I was researching, learning more about you, I learned that you had a previous career as a management executive, and you left that to create the journey, this well-being platform. And I wondered what happened to cause you to make that radical change in your own life. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you say that, actually, because I was thinking about that a few days ago, <laughs> how I ended up coming here to France and, you know, how everything kind of came together. But I, I think like many of us who work in a corporate environment, we know the kind of pressures that come with that and the demands that come with that. And maybe not even just in the corporate environment, a lot of women who work nowadays, they have a lot of things on their plate. You know, they have to fulfill that role that comes with the work that they do. They have to fulfill the role as probably a mother, a wife, a partner to someone, and also a family member, maybe caring for elderly parents. And there's so many things going on. And Mm -hmm. part of that is also what happened to me in the corporate world is that there was a lot of pressure. Uh, We opened up new sales territory. So I was one of the very few women in a huge team of male uh, colleagues, which has its own challenges, you know, and yeah. that we, I did that for a few years, but I, I didn't find it very fulfilling. There was a lot of pressure to keep going and very long hours. Um, I worked in Canada, so the drives in the territory were very, very long. <laughs> so um, sometimes, you know, just a, 
you know, seven to eight hour driving. And oh my goodness. Just too, too much. And the constant push to, to do more, to perform better, to be someone else that could sell all of this and could yeah. achieve all of these numbers that people had set out. So it was um, quite sobering at times when despite my best efforts, things didn't work out. And questioning, you know, am I am I even good enough to do that? Is it because I'm not a man? What's happening here? So I kind of, I faced burnout, I think a few times during that time and was just kind of wondering why I was doing this to myself. But of course, you know, we have to put a roof over our heads, needed to pay for the amenities, uh, food. So there wasn't much of a choice. And so I kind of jumped right into the next corporate job, <laughs> which... okay did the same thing again and and just worked like very long hours it was a big weight on my shoulders and it kind of I don't know it starts weighing on you there's a lot of mental fog that starts going on and I just didn't really like doing anything else anymore I I really lost interest in the things that I used to love doing mm. like traveling just seemed like such a burden and I used to love traveling and all the the food I used to try a lot of different kinds of food and I kind of, I did lose my appetite. I lost a lot of weight. Well, mm. the stress was kind of getting to me. And there was a real struggle to find that reason to get up in the morning. There just mm -hmm. wasn't any motivation there. There was no joy there anymore. And the problem is that there, there was no magical transformation at the end of all this. I went to a couple of corporate jobs right out of university. And it really wasn't until I had to deal with chronic stress and, and chronic pain as well, that mm. I actually recognized that this was a huge problem, that I needed to do something or, or change something and I needed to understand what was going on. And, and so that's what, what brought me actually to France also. Uh, we decided to, my husband and I completely change what we were doing. We left, both left our corporate jobs and decided to work online and I just got really curious about how our minds work and, and yeah. why we keep doing the things that we're doing, even so we're realizing it's not good for us. And so, yes, yeah, I've started studying a lot of different holistic approaches. I founded the journey and I tried to really find a lot of practical and real ways that we can keep balance in this world and that we can heal ourselves. I think, especially yes. as women with everything that's going on. So that's what the journey is about, you know, sharing those theories, those techniques and my lived experience. And I hope that also resonates with viewers today and especially maybe women in the workforce who are experiencing some of those same challenges. I think you're speaking the language of what many people listening to us are, are wanting to hear and know about how to, on one hand, provide and sustain a life with having every need met with as much ease as we can allow and feel into. And at the same time, being authentic, which I know you talk about in your work. And before we came on live, you spoke to me about something you had on your heart and mind related to women in these topics. Can you share more of that with us, Petra? Yeah. So um, part of, of what I've been sort of working with, and especially in the last few months is 
um, dealing with like the the stress and the burnout part that women experience and the support that often isn't there because it's just seen as a normal thing. It's seen as, as something that we just have to go through because that's what life is like. You know, the economy is not doing great. There's a lot of negative things happening in the world. And by extension, that stress that it's created for us just seems like something we just need to get through or put up with. And mm. part of that, I think, is is quite dangerous because we start coming to a line where we may actually experience chronic pain. We may experience a heart attack, a stroke, or some sort of illness before we actually sit down and say, wow, maybe this is not really the way it's supposed to be. And maybe this is too much and I need to make a change. And so that has been has been on my mind definitely for the past six months is, is trying to figure out, you know, how can we achieve that balance uh, without giving up the things we love doing? And also we need a lot of us need to work, you know, we need to make a living, feed children and put a roof over our heads. So there's that part as well. But how do we create that balance? How do we take care of ourselves? And how can we do that in a way that still fits into all the other roles that we are potentially playing within the family unit or within the the organization or our own businesses even? You know, a lot of us have our own businesses as well. So yeah, that's been that's been on my mind a lot and especially going through a chronic pain journey myself, I I understand that when you don't pull the brake in time, <laughs> there's a lot of negative things that can happen. So from my viewpoint, I think it's it's better to do that before all of those things happen and, and become aware of all things before all of that falls apart. So, How yeah. did you heal your chronic pain, Petra? Yeah, you know, Lisa, it's an ongoing journey. <laughs> Let's okay. say that. Um, I think uh, a big part of chronic pain was the stress. So there was a lot of daily stress that was happening. And a big part of the chronic pain journey was recognizing when I was reaching sort of the the end of my battery and I kept pushing because I thought I had to do that and I had to be more and I had to still get something done that day. And it was about realizing when that time came up to really say, you know, I I need to set some boundaries and I need to say, look, I I would love to do this, but let me get back to you because I I need that time now (laughs) to to actually take care of myself so that that I can jump into this again on the next day. So, yeah, that was that was a huge part of it. And there are also a lot of holistic methods that I discovered that actually were very helpful in my chronic pain journey. So uh, yoga, for example, was one of the things that that I really love working with. Um, I did also uh, add meditation to my days and that it sounds daunting, <laughs> you know, because when you start talking about taking care of yourselves, I think all I saw at first was oh my goodness, I need to add another two hours of extra things right. to my already busy day. <laughs> so how the heck am I going to do that? Yes. Until I started realizing that we can fit that into the times where we are unproductive during the day because we are exhausted. And during those days and times, we can fit in that self-care into our days. And and that actually was a huge realization for me because I felt such pressure to have to now, maybe I should sleep an hour less because I have to fit all this extra stuff in. 
And so that for me was a huge realization is that, oh, you know what? In the afternoon, I get really unproductive because I'm very tired. So that's a really good time to maybe put in a few breathing exercises or a little bit of yoga, even just go for a walk and to really reclaim that time where I feel drained into something that will give me more energy and will replenish me. So that was maybe also a shift in thinking that occurred. And I did find that when I took that pressure of myself and I began actually listening to my body when it felt like it had enough, that it did improve my chronic pain as well. So all of that is definitely connected in some kind of way. And I think what's key from what I hear you saying, Petra, is you were willing to see and, and try some things different than what you had been doing. And I think that's really key when we want to make changes, when we want to experience something better, it really takes trying something new. And I'm big on two-week experiments, 14-day experiments, 30-day personal experiments. And that's how I started meditating is I said, you know, for 30 days, I'm going to try to start my day with a four minute meditation I found on YouTube by the honest guys. It's a morning uplift. And I just sat down. I just showed up every morning for that four minutes. And the changes in my life were remarkable. I had more energy. I felt like time expanded to accommodate what I wanted to get done. And I felt more ease and peace. And it was really self-reinforcing to just show up in some doubt in some, I'm not quite sure about this, but I know lots of people benefit from meditation. So I want to try. And I hear that Petra, you were willing to try to fit in some new things into your busy schedule and they created the outcomes you wanted. And that was really self-reinforcing to keep doing them. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, my only regret is that I left it so long. And that I I went through so many corporate jobs and realizing I wasn't feeling well and still kept pushing. And that might be sort of a a good lesson uh, for for women who are experiencing burnout or the kind of stress that they go through every day is that at some point your body is going to push back. (laughs) So it's good to put those things in before that happens and, and really give yourself that extra time. I felt so much better once I started adding these things to my life and actually rethinking that all this time needed to belong to my employer or it needed to belong to creating something for my work. And I did feel really guilty in the beginning, you know, and because shifting some of that time from being productive for someone else to being productive for yourself can actually create this really nasty feeling of guilt. (laughs) So uh, I I think keeping an open mind and and coming at this with a bit of curiosity also as to what you can do, that helps a lot because the idea of saying, oh, you need to quit your job and completely change your lifestyle to make everything better, it's not realistic for most women. Right. not something that that we can do just from one day to another. So there has to be a path that goes from this situation that we're in right now to alleviate that little by little until we maybe get to a point where we can say, yeah, I'd like to change jobs or maybe there is a different way that we can arrange childcare or we can live in a different place that makes things easier. 
But I, I think there needs to be a realistic path or or people just won't stick to it. You know, if you try right. to change everything all at the same time, uh, you'll probably end up just not doing anything in the end because you have like this overwhelm <laughs> of everything needing to change all at the same time. So, And yeah. the good news is that we don't have to overwhelm ourselves like that. We don't have to change in that abrupt manner unless you truly, if someone's listening, you truly feel led, then by all means do. However, I think most of us like to make changes progressively so it it feels like we can assimilate those things into our lives, into our routines. And Petra, I know you're big on steps. Like I saw the other day, I really liked on your Instagram, eight principles to live by. You also have on your website at thejourney.com, six keys to holistic well-being. And you mentioned something before we came on. That was another kind of list. Can you refresh my memory what that was? Burnout. I think it had to do with women and burnout. Yeah. So we actually have a lot of free resources on the website and we have some guides also on how you can go from overwhelmed to overjoy. There's five steps in that. It's a video series, actually. I think that one's kind of fun too. <laughs> so yeah. um, we have a couple of those. We also have a stress busting kit and different kind of programs that actually in a in a very short and concise manner step women into some of the directions that would be good to go in if you're trying to create a bit of change in your life and you're curious to see where that can go. You don't have a lot of time maybe and you just want to make some changes that you can realistically start at the time where you're at now. So yeah, you can definitely have a look on the website. We have those there and we do put a lot of them on our socials as well. So um, I personally have the six pillars for the journey program and those are really meant to break down starting from our physical being straight through our mental, emotional being, and really every aspect of ourselves create a little bit of change at a time until we get to a point where we can set some new goals or make some bigger changes if we're ready for that. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of steps. <laughs> so yeah, that it seems to work really well, especially if you're really busy. It seems to work to just break down the things that you want to achieve. So that and helps. They can they can be easier to remember. Petra, mm -hmm. I'm reminded of, I saw on your Facebook last night and it, it struck me in a good way, an article about people pleasing and stepping out of that, because I know you alluded to it in the beginning uh, in, in a fashion and form. I think as women, especially we're really taught early on to attune to the needs of others over our own. And in that way, most women have become so adaptive and we can mic we can multitask so well yet i think the cost of that over time is being really pulled away from ourselves our own intuition our own needs i think people pleasing is a part of that and in my life i've taken steps to learn to please myself and when i fill myself up first i'm actually able to to meet the requests of others it's not necessarily an either or. It might be in a moment, but it ends up being kind of everything I want can happen when I start with myself and not people pleasing first. And I wonder if you could talk to us about a woman listening how, or a person listening in this people pleasing cycle, depleted, exhausted. How can we put that to rest? Yeah. And, you know, interestingly, 
I think a lot of women, if you ask them what they want, if they're in that situation, they won't even know. And and that was one of the problems that when I was in the corporate job is I was thinking about, well, what would I want that's different? And I, I, I didn't even know anymore what I wanted or who I was or what would make me happy. So yeah. I think one of the things to consider is if you are feeling disconnected from yourself or you're feeling unhappy, exhausted, and you just feel like the path that you're on is not really where you want to be. A good thing to start with could be to ask yourself what it is that you actually would want. What is it that would make you feel something good? What is it that would bring you joy? And, And maybe journal about that or make a list, but really find that out first because that disconnect happens so often and we willingly give those pieces away to our children, our spouses, our work. And there's in the end not much left where we can sit down and say, oh, this actually is what makes me happy. I'd love to just go for a walk, to take up pottery, or I'm not really sure anything that you're really interested yeah. that fulfills yes. you. But a lot of women, surprisingly, they don't even know. And so that would be a good first step, I think, is to to actually sit down and, and see what it is that you would like to do. And once you have some things where you say, you know, I think that would bring some changes into my life that could really start giving me my energy back. There's maybe a bit of planning also that needs to happen, maybe with your family unit and figure out, you know, how can we bring more of these things and maybe you can bring them in as a family. There are a lot of things that, that people really enjoy that they can also do with their kids. You know, if you like hiking or you like cooking together, there are some things that you specifically could carve out even as a family. And one of the big things of people pleasing, I think, is they also center on self-confidence. And that kind of happens when you're trying to please everyone else. There's not much confidence left that you have in yourself right. and what you want. So actually discovering the things that you want will give you a bit more of that confidence to say, well, no, this is what I would like and and voice that what it is that you want. So and I think the other part of it is boundaries. <laughs> that is, yeah. I think a huge part is that when we end up people pleasing, it's because we have not set very good boundaries for ourselves. And that can be a very scary part. <laughs> it can be a very scary journey to embark on to actually start learning to say, actually, I don't have time for that right now. Or actually, I don't feel like I have the energy to do that right now because those can be right. very difficult things to voice. Because they're for us, right? So we're we're voicing our needs and often we feel like we don't have the right to because we need to be there for everyone else. So I I actually read something online and I don't remember where I read that now, but it said, um, if someone asks you to do something and and you feel like that's not aligned with you or you don't have the time or you don't want to do it, plain don't want to do it, you can just say, let me get back to you on that. And so it gives you that space, you know, to think about it and to kind of pull your energy back And not to feel really guilty or anxious for saying straight out no, but it gives you a bit of time to remove yourself from that situation and then, you know, gather up your energy (laughs) to say no. (laughs) So, yeah, I found that very interesting. But I think all those things come together. And eventually, you know, when I felt clear enough on what it is that I did want, I did get that self-confidence. I did feel like I was able to voice that better and I was able to set some more boundaries. So I think all those things actually kind of come together when it comes to people pleasing. But once you start moving in that direction and you start expressing what it is that you really enjoy, I think there's a lot of magic that happens. And 
you start feeling fulfilled, you start feeling more joy. You also show up very differently for yourself and for the people in your life. So I think it has a ripple effect once you start moving down that path into all different parts of your life. Thank you for that, Petra. And I know I'm reminded of when I want to talk about your podcast, The Journey, when I was your guest. And we talked about my book, The Chiron Effect. And in the chapter, Chiron and the Sign of Aries, it speaks it speaks of this wounding and vulnerability and our own self-esteem, our value and worth. And we tend to fall into people pleasing. And I offer it in my takeaway step to give that buffer of time by saying, well, maybe let me get back to you. Even if you know this is a yes, it helps you practice the skill. And I'm I'm in this with you. I, I do this in my own life, sometimes not perfectly hey, let me get back. That sounds great. Let me get back to you. And it allows me to really sit with, is this, is, does this really work to be fun for me or is it going to deplete me? So I've been practicing that in my own, in my own life. And Patrick, your podcast, can we talk in, in concluding about your podcast, the journey where people can find it? It's beautiful. You offer so much of what you're saying right now in the show, as well as you have guests. Tell us about The Journey Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So The Journey Podcast is sort of an extension of The Journey Wellbeing platform. And I feature guests every week about holistic healing, about mental health. We discuss different approaches to healing, uh, different approaches to addressing issues that people might be dealing with. And I mean, I guess if you have a look at the podcast, there's so many different topics that we've yes. talked about. I'm actually surprised that we don't run out, but you you never kind of sit there and go, oh, there's nothing left to talk about because especially when it comes to holistic healing, there's all these things that I never even heard of that that we're exploring together on the podcast. And every practitioner has their own view of looking at things, their own way of practicing different techniques. So yeah, I just I love sitting down with people like yourself, Lisa, and, and exploring what you do and how you help people and feature that on the podcast. It's kind of like a hub, I guess, for holistic healing and mental yes. health practitioners to, to come together and, and discuss like, how can people get better? How can people get happier lives? How can they get better health? And so, yeah, we discuss that once a week, but we are going to be stepping up the episodes. So I think um, probably by mid-October, we're going to be airing three times a week, which will be very exciting. That's amazing. And Petra, I love what you're just saying about having these conversations about healing, how to heal, how different people go about it, because there's an audience for me, people that resonate with my energy, with how I speak and conduct sessions and such. And then there are people that don't. And so it's wonderful. There's you, you're a coach that someone can reach out to work with you or any number of our guests. And it really helps. I think people feel like there is help for them. There's someone that really sees them, understands them. And we're all in this together. And there's unending resources and possibilities. So like you don't take from me and I don't take from you. We actually really enhance and amplify each other's positions and, and paradigms, which I think is just so exciting to connect audiences, listeners, viewers with all of this, all these resources, I feel like makes the world just such a better and richer place. Yeah. And that way we actually get to share all of the great things that are out there to help people. I mean, access is, is one of the things that many people are lacking when it comes to their own health. And so 
diffusing this information as much as we can and, and getting it out there. And like you said, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong. I'm a yoga teacher, but that doesn't mean that I don't feature yoga teachers, right? We love talking about this stuff. Oh, and yeah. I love bringing attention to the hundreds of other yoga teachers there because everyone will find there's someone that can help them with something specific. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's wonderful. And supporting all of this is kind of its own movement, right? I think that holistic health is, is becoming its own grassroots movement. And I find that very important to, to support that. So Petra, is there anything that you want to leave us with that we haven't covered today? Well, I will just tell uh, viewers really quick that they can find me on thejourney.com. So that's thejourney, J-O-R-N-I.com. And everything is linked on there, the free resources, the podcast. We also have a blog, all the socials. You can find everything there. And uh, feel free to check out some of the free stuff we have on there. We have some sound healing. Uh, we have some hypnosis and meditation tracks. So you can pick and choose and see if there's anything that helps you out when you try it. And I'd love to hear about it. If you have a great experience with one of our resources, definitely let me know. I always get really excited when, when people find things useful because I like useful and practical things. <laughs> so I do too, Petra. That your website will be in the show note as well as a link to the journey podcast. And I just want to thank you for taking your time today. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you, Lisa, for having me. It was a great pleasure. I had a great time. Thank you. Me too. And let's be in touch soon about other possibilities. Sounds great. Bye. Y'all don't hang up. Don't disconnect yet. I want to share with you a brain health supplement that I love. I've been taking it almost six months now. You might know about NAD+. Plus. It's a supplement typically only available through IV drip. And a company I work with, I've had Casper Schultz of Innovative Medicine on All Things Therapy podcast. Natoveen with an N is their product. And you can get 10% off. By going to the link in the show note, learning about it. If you don't know, NAD is in every cell of the body and it helps the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell to stay functioning optimally. And that can decrease with time and with age and with stress and environmental factors, the air we breathe, the water we drink. And I love knowing that by taking Natoveem, I'm helping the long-term health of my brain. It's a different way of looking at health. It's not necessarily something you feel like when you drink caffeine and you're energized, but it's something you can know is helping your brain. Go to the show note and find Petra Brunbauer and The Journey wherever you listen to podcasts. All of my love, and I'll be back with you next week. And that's a wrap. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review All Things Therapy on the platform you're listening from. And let's connect on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at NOLA Therapy, the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, reflecting my two favorite cities. And let's keep changing consciousness, one conversation.